Hi. And I'll add one more thing that's probably the, my biggest crowning achievement is I am the wife of Mark, Pastor Mark. So, hi, honey. There's your shout-out, babe. <laughs> so for the last two weeks, we've been talking about communicating with God. And Joshua did a great job of laying out how, God, how we're in this relationship with God that's this two-way relationship. See, relationship isn't just knowing about a person. It's getting to know someone. And you can't get to know someone without communicating with them, without talking to them and interacting. So is our relationship with God. It is a two-way relationship, and we get an opportunity as we live our lives to get to know him more. Joshua focused on how we receive communication from God. It's how to discern the voice of God, but what he shared with us is it's, it, the word voice is so limiting because God communicates in so many different ways. But the focus was on that God created us to receive communication in different ways. He called them the four receptors. So we can receive communication by hearing and seeing and sensing, which is feeling, and perceiving, which is that knowing. These are all ways to receive communication, kind of like antennas, like having your antennas up is how I like to call it. And God does communicate with us through all of those receptors. So he challenged us, man, if, if there's one way that you hear from the Lord a lot, you know, that might only be 25% of the way that he's speaking to you. So he encouraged us to just kind of stretch a little and, and to get curious and start listening and seeing how God could be talking in different ways. This week, we're going to continue to discuss this two-way relationship by looking at how God communicates with people through the stories of Scripture. See, God loves to communicate with us from the very first pages of the Bible to the very last pages. God is a talker. And he's communicating with humans in tons of different ways as we look at Scripture, from still small ways to big, booming, fiery bush kind of ways. This is something very personal to me and a huge passion of mine. Because I was raised um, that you read the Bible and you pray. See, God talks to me when, I, when reading the Bible and I talk to him when praying. Well, that's very true. And it's very good. But if... As believers, this is the only way we communicate with God. Then I forgo the rainbow of ways God is communicating with us daily as we walk out the spirit-filled life. So we're going to open up the Bible and go through a lot of scriptures today because we want to look at how does God communicate with human beings. And as you, as I'm sure you're thinking right now, well, he's done it in hundreds of ways throughout the Bible, and, and there's hundreds of examples. So we're going to start by focusing on the, more, mo, the most common ways that we observe in scriptures of how he's communicating with us. And I've picked out four very common ways that he does. The first way is through scripture. Scripture is the most important place to encounter God. Scripture is the inerrant, 
alive and active living word of God. It's God-breathed and gets its true, authoritative, powerful, holy character from God himself, who inspired human authors to write exactly what he wanted them to write. It's God's written revelation of who he is and what he has done in this beautiful, redemptive story. God's character is recorded through the scriptures. Jesus Christ himself is called the word of God. The scriptures become the lens in which we discern all other things we hear. There are a multitude of examples of God using scripture to speak to people. So I'm just going to pick a few. Joshua said, this book of law shall not depart from my mouth, and I shall meditate on it day and night. David and the other writers of Psalms would say things like, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. God, Paul quoted, Paul quoted scripture over and over again when he was preaching, teaching, and writing the New Testament letters. Jesus would often say, it is written, and he would quote the scriptures. Another very common way to hear um, to, that God communicates to us is through other people. Whenever two or more are gathered in his name, God and Jesus is present, says Matthew 18, 20. And as we grow and deepen in our relationships, God often uses us to speak to each other into each other's lives. These prophetic words, which are just speaking God's truth in a situation for strengthening, encouraging, and comforting, may be done knowingly and also un unknowingly. It could be a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, or even something about the future. In fact, God can use non-believers to speak revelation into our lives. The Bible tells us that we should not quench the Holy Spirit, but listen to prophetic words and test them, holding on to what is good. Some biblical examples, and there's so many in Scripture. I'm sure you're already thinking of times God uh, used people to speak on his behalf. I just picked out a few. 2 Samuel 12, when Nathan went to David to call him out on a, a sin and what I want you to note about this is that God gave Nathan a very specific way using an example of a man with a little lamb to speak to David because God knew what would pierce David's heart, what would catch his attention. Esther, in Esther 4.14, Mordecai spoke to Esther and he said a big, long, long passage of scripture that was the Lord speaking, but he said to her very specifically, you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. In Acts 9, 17, we see Ananias going to Paul after he had been blinded. I don't know if you remember, but like literally God shows up to Ananias and says, hey, Saul is at this house on this street, and I want you to go uh, lay your hands on him and pray for him. And he's like, wait, he kills he kills Christians, and he still did it. And, and God used him to speak the very call on Paul's life to him and lay hands on him to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts 5.39, um, the high priest Gimeel stated, Consider carefully what you intend to do with these men. If, it's from, if they're from God, then he said a few things, but if they're not, then he said a few more things. And, and he was actually speaking words of discernment from God. 
Acts 21.9 talks about how Philip had four daughters who prophesied. For me, um, when I was, uh, I want to share just a personal example of this in my life. When I was a little girl, my mom used to tuck us up in bed at night and she would say, I love you more than all the stars in the sky and all the sand crystals on the earth. And and so that became kind of a thing. I still say it to my, my twin sister. And my mom died when we were uh, nine, 17 years old, and she's a twin, so we were 17, if you didn't catch that. I'm a twin. Um, and throughout my life, I would, after she had got passed, I would go to sleep and I'd hear those same words that she spoke. And then sometimes I would hear things like when I was in a situation, I almost felt like she was proud of me, and, she would, and I felt like what would whisper in my heart was, you're a shining star. You're a shining star in the heavens. And I thought that was weird. I never told anybody that. And, and I was going through a season in my early 30s where I was really being challenged to just, I was really hungry for the Lord and wanting to know how real he was in my life. And I had a gentleman come up to me in church, in a conservative church, and he said to me, I feel like the Lord wants me to tell you this, that he sees you as a shining star in the heavens. And he had no idea what that meant to me. I had never had anybody say to me at that point, I think the Lord wants me to tell you. I'd never heard those words. And it really took me aback in really good ways. Another very common way that God in the scriptures you see him speak to people is through coincidences and circumstances. So God may use situations that we find ourselves in or observe others in to bring convictions, provide illumination or give us direction and or understanding. It's also worth noting that God sometimes uses repetitive coincidences or circumstances to get our attention. This just happened to me in the last couple months at work. I had three different people from very different places speak a very specific thing and after the third one, and the Lord knows I have this with him, I went, huh, I wonder if that's, if, I wonder if the Lord's directing me in this. And I started kind of researching this, this, new, um, this new initiative. Um, so in scripture, when we look in scripture, here's some examples. And I just grabbed a few. Genesis 40, the cupbearer and the baker in jail just happened to meet Joseph who interprets dreams. In Ruth 2, 3, Ruth is gleaning in a field And it just so happens to belong to her kinsman redeemer. And Acts 8, 26 through 40, God uses, it's one of my favorite stories, God uses both scripture and a person to reveal himself to an Ethiopian. Remember when when the Ethiopian, he's seeking God and he actually gets a hold of of a scripture. And all of a sudden, God told Philip to go run down this road and he is and he hears this guy and there's this encounter. I I don't know what that Ethiopian, have you ever wondered what that Ethiopian was thinking? Like out in the middle of nowhere, there's this guy running by his chariot. I just think it's pretty amazing. Um, Another way that's really common in scripture is that God uses nature to speak to people. God created everything, and his creation proclaims his character. In fact, creation is shouting revelation about God's nature in deafening silence. So here's a few of the scriptures that I want to point out to you. In Psalms 19, it says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak, and night after night, they make him known. They speak without sound or word, and their voice is never heard, yet their message has gone throughout the earth, and their words to all the world. 
In Genesis 15, 15, God took Abraham outside. Remember the story? He takes him outside and he tells him, look up at the sky and count the stars if you can. And it's from this place that God actually proclaims a promise about Abraham's descendants. They would outnumber the stars in the sky. And in Romans uh, 1.20, it says, since the, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what God has made, what has been made, so that people are without excuse. How many of us, I bet you everyone in here has had a moment when they're out in nature somewhere looking at something beautiful or standing by a waterfall where they just have this awe come over them. In scripture, we can also observe a lot of people experiencing um, internal interactions with God. And Joshua did speak about this a bit in the last two weeks, so I'm not going to go into as much detail as I did with the previous four. But they're very worth noting because they happen a lot in scripture. So when we're looking at the Bible, one of the things we see often is an internal voice. Like, for instance, in 1 Kings 19, 12, God spoke to Elijah in a still, small voice. Remember when, like, he was in the cave and, like, the earthquake and the thunder and the storms were all happening. And then at the very end, and he's waiting for God to speak. Is he in this? Is he in this? And at the end, he comes in a still, small voice. John 8, 28 says that everything that Christ did... Even the authority of what he spoke were not of himself, but were an extension of the Father. I want to note that Christ prayed to determine the Father's will. In some manner, whether internal or external, God did inform Christ what his will was day by day. There's also impressions. Um, some examples of impressions would be in 1 Samuel 3. Eli perceived that it was the Lord calling the boy Samuel. Remember how he's telling him to go back to bed, go back to bed? I think it was maybe the third time he, he then perceived it was actually the Lord speaking to Samuel. In Mark 15, 10, Jesus perceived it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. In John 4, it says that the Samaritan woman at the well perceived that Jesus was a prophet. Acts 8, uh, 23, Peter sees or perceives that Simon the sorcerer is trapped by the gall of bitterness and the bonds of inequity. So impressions can be powerful, and it could be a way that the Lord speaks to us. Another way is just an inspired thought, just a thought that drops into your head out of nowhere. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it's out of nowhere. Um, Daniel 9.12 says that Daniel perceived that Jeremiah's word meant that 70 years must pass before Jer Jerusalem could be rebuilt. In 2 Kings 22, uh, King Josiah sent the secretary to the temple, and he happens to find the book of the law while he's there. Um, James 1.5 tells us that we should ask God for wisdom, and it will be given. And then in Acts 15, the elders receive wisdom on how to proceed with what to say and do with the Gentiles coming into the kingdom. So those, those inspired thoughts, I, I just want to share with you a quick story about this in my life. So um, I, was, I just went through a long season of just really wanting to stretch. I was just hungry to hear more of God. And, and I already shared with you the first time I heard him outside of just the written word that I knew of. I'm sure I heard him a lot before then, but the first time I recognized it. Another time shortly after that, I was at Winco. And I was in line, and there was a, you know, a little old lady that was beautiful and 
elderly and wise. <laughs> I don't know how to explain older people to be really honoring, but they, she was older, and she, white-haired lady, and two, two in front of me, and she was, um, had a lot of groceries. And I really just felt, this isn't a big deal, but I just really felt a really strong go, um, go helper just load all our groceries for her. So I ran over, I was just waiting in line, so I ran over and just said, may I load your groceries for you? And she was like, sure, not a big thing. So I'm loading her groceries for her, and she comes up to me, and she taps me. And I turn around, and I remember I'm pretty tall for a woman, and I, I look down, and she does this. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? And I'm like, sure. She looks me right in the eye are you an angel? <laughs> and I was like, I kind of, I laughed. And I was like, uh-uh. I said, no. And she said, well, <sighs> <laughs> thank you. So, so then she says, well, I was praying this morning, and, and, and during my quiet time, I read the Bible in the mornings, and I was praying, and, and I read this verse about that, that it was a Bible study about how angels can help you, that God will send angels to minister to you, and it says you never even know when you're entertaining angels. And I prayed this morning, Lord, will you please send angels today to help me because I'm I was already having a really hard day, and it's just such a specific answer to prayer. And I was like, I was like I'm so glad that, 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 that this blessed you. And so I finish it all up, and I go to leave, and I go to go back to my, my stuff. And she says, wait. And then she does the same thing. She looks into my eyes, and she's like, are you sure you're not an angel? And I laughed again, and I actually felt bold enough to say, I really, I am a follower of Jesus. And, and I really did feel like he prompted me to come um, load your grocery, so I'm so glad it could bless you. But that's, a, that's just an inspired thought. Very low risk, something we should be doing even if we don't hear something, but very specific for that woman um, that it just, it just encouraged her heart. So another one is mental pictures, and I like the word using your imagination. And in 1 Chronicles 28, 12, God gave David the plans of all the spirit put into his mind for the building of the temple. Acts 14.9 tells us Paul saw the man had, had faith to be healed. This could have been an inspired thought, but it says he saw the man had faith, so we think it might just be a mental picture. Um, so many people had visions in Scripture. I mean, we can think of stories over and over of visions, and we don't know were those external visions that they saw them that they were real, or was it something in our imagination, our eternal thought? This is an area that God probably speaks to me the most in personally. It's that... It's that, it's like, I always tell my husband, it's like I have a movie screen up here and everything just goes through it. So God can drop an idea or I can, but it's just a way that I, that I often hear from the Lord. I just get a little movie clip or a, or a picture flashes through my mind. Another one, and I'm sure you can think of lots of examples in scripture, are dreams, right? That's internal. Another internal way that's often in scriptures. And of course, we think of Joseph in Genesis 37 um, in his youth, had several dreams, and his brother and father were bowing. To, his brothers and father were bowing down to him. Acts sixteen nine through fifteen, um, Paul was 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 advancing the gospel and praying about where they should go. They had been shut down from one place, and he was praying to the Lord about where they should go, what they should do. And Paul had a dream that night of a Macedonian man standing on the shore, calling 
calling him, come over to Macedonia to help us. And they took it as a word from the Lord and went to Macedonia and were very fruitful in their ministry there. Some less common ways God communicates in Scripture um, are, are very important to recognize. It doesn't happen is it frequently throughout the Scriptures, but we, I want to encourage you to be open and curious as God might speak to you through these ways. Um, and I'm just going to list them because Joshua talked about them um, the last couple weeks. Visions, trances, an audible voice like build an ark, angels, and a Christophany or theophany, which is just a visible manifestation of Christ and God. So we see that with Saul, right? Saul was walking on the road to Damascus. He had a, a visitation with Jesus, and it changed everything in his life. And there's so many more ways in Scripture that that God is always communicating with us. And so I just want to share with you another personal story that this happened with me. And just like Jesus, just when Jesus would speak or tell stories or give a teaching, he would use common everyday things that were just around that were super common to the people there to illustrate things or for stories to communicate a point clearly. So we hear him talk a lot about shepherds and sheep and fishermen. Well, he was in towns of shepherds and fishermen. That was just very common. Or he would uh, be at a wine, he would literally be at a wine press, and so he'd speak as an example of a wine press, or he would talk about bread at one of the festivals of bread. I mean, he was just very, he would just use the stuff around him all the time. So now we're in tw 2022, right? So the stuff around us, I don't, I'm not around sheep very much. So we're just around different things. So here's a fun story of how God communicated with me um, that is a sign that's different than in Scripture. So I was going through um, my daughter, Madison. I asked her permission to tell the story, but she was um, in her first couple years of college, and for a couple years she had just really been going down kind of a dark path, going through a lot of depression, making choices that make some mom pretty concerned. And as the moms and dads know in this room, nothing's more important than your kids. And so I was praying for her all the time and, and almost to the point of burdened often. And, and just about that time, um, Joshua sent uh, uh, Jessica and I to a conference in California. And I never go to California. So we're at this conference. And during the conference, the Lord was really speaking to me about he, excuse me, this is, do adjust, okay. It's flapping. <laughs> okay. Um, and so God during this conference was speaking to me personally about him being a good father and just caring for me. And, and just his goodness was really kind of illuminated to me. And on the way home, Jessica needed to pull off the freeway somewhere to go to Ruslan's parents' house to pick up one of her children. So we are going through town. I'd never been there before. We're going through town about 25 miles an hour through the city. And I see this billboard. It's for Disneyland. And when I read it, I think, man, I feel like that's for Madison. So I pick up my, I mean, we're driving, so I, we're, we're not stopping. So I pick up my phone, and I try to catch it as we're going by, and I look on my phone to see if I caught it, and here's what I caught. I was literally going through, apparently, Madison Street, and it's superimposed on top of that, and it says, detecting high levels of happiness ahead. And I cannot tell you, <laughs> like, I burst into tears I mean, if that could not be more specific, and you could call that a coincidence, right? Wow, that's a coincidence that I caught that name on that. But 
it changed everything in my heart. I began to have so much hope for my daughter. I, uh, the despair went away, and I started praying completely different for her. A year later, almost to the week, Mad Madison had really come out of this dark place, and, and, and I even said to her when, she was, when I was waving her goodbye because she took some time off of school to go to YWAM, I reminded her it was like a week, a year ago that I had taken this picture, and so she's kept it in a frame. I got to tell this one other point because I want to I make a point that God doesn't stop speaking. Like maybe even something that he told you 10 years ago, he still is speaking through it. So I've kept this picture. But it just so happened a, a year ago, Maddie had graduated from her college and she was working for her dad and she was really feeling a call in her life for ministry. And God literally opened a very unexpected door um, and she got hired to work on staff at Jesus Culture. And it's down in Sacramento. And someone reminded me of this, this um, billboard, and I thought, I wonder where in California that was. So I literally texted Jessica, where does Rosalind's parents live in California? And she was like, Sacramento. Isn't that cool? And so we were driving her there, and I was like, you're going to go to the place where the billboard was. Like, God's moving you there. And we get there, so we're following Google to her new house that she was staying with, and we get off the freeway and literally come off the freeway and stop and turn at Madison Street. And there's a billboard right there. And, of course, I'm looking for it, right? And I'm like, Maddie, look. And on the billboard it says, it's a, it's a picture, it's a hospital billboard with a baby on it. It says, it's the joy we take in delivering hope. Like, it's just so fun. So Maddie still keeps that, that frame. So there's an idea of God just using something right around us if we're open to seeing him. So at this point, you're probably saying, Kristen, so how do, you, how do you know if it's God? Sometimes it's really obvious, like, like this one was really obvious, but sometimes how do you know? So I want to give you some tips on how to know, how to discern well, because it says that we should test the word, test what's given to us, and hold on to what is good. So how do we test it? How do we discern that process? So here's some things I'd like you to ask that you can ask when you have something that you're wondering, is this, is this the Lord communicating with me? Does it agree with Scripture? Or does it contradict Scripture? If it contradicts Scripture, it's probably not from the Lord, but, but does it agree with Scripture? And maybe you don't know if it does directly, but is God's it, does it agree with God's character that is revealed in Scripture? Does it provoke you towards God? Or does it make you want to run away? Is it strengthening, encouraging, and comforting? Or does it instill fear? Because in Scripture, more than any other thing in the Bible, the Lord says, do not fear. Now, does that mean God can't correct us? Well, we see with David, God corrected him through a word from the Lord. So there's correction, but correction always leads us closer to, it's, it's, it always brings us closer to God. It's not shame that drives us away. So be really aware of that. It should be strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. So I'd put that under that strengthening. Are there any negative risks with what you're hearing? Does it confirm in your spirit? Like in yourself. So when I, got, when I saw that billboard, my, it confirmed in my spirit, that's the Lord speaking to me. Right? Is it loving? Well, love is used all different ways today, Kristen. How do you know what's loving mean? Well, we just get to look right back at Scripture in 1 Corinthians 13, 
Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It's not self-seeking. So does it pass that test? Does it compel me to love people more? Versus does it build, does it divide relationships? Does it build up relationships? And also, if you don't know, take some time with it. You know, and, and, and take it to the Lord in prayer and discern it with people that you trust. Like wise people that you just trust, hear from the Lord and take it to them and pray with them about it. I also want to note here, what it, like, if you sense that you may have something that you think is from the Lord to share with someone else, just use the same discernment before you share it. It's that simple. When you do share it, if you choose to share it, then I just want to encourage you on a couple things. When you speak to the person, you should be encouraging, like your tone should sound encouraging. You should be honorable and kind, clear and brief. Don't add more to what you think you heard. And be submissive and responsible with it. Um, if you're a recipient of the word, like you, someone spoke to you, I feel like I heard something from the Lord, like that gentleman that said it to me. Um, if you're a recipient, you take it through the same process. But I want you to know, either way, it's okay if you're like, I don't think this is from the Lord. That's okay. Um, it's also okay if you, sh if you risk it and share it, and it's not from the Lord. Remember how Joshua talked to us about God is just so excited that, we're, we want, that we are hungry and seeking and wanting to spend time with him and, and to seek to communicate with him. He's delighted with us. So there really is no failing in this. And it's just okay. We're all practicing, right? Always remember it's the beginning of a conversation. Do you remember Joshua saying that? Like I, you might get one word or one thing. Take it back to the Lord and just go, Lord, this is the beginning of a conversation you want to have with me. And keep talking to him about it. In closing, I want to share a few things. I want you to remember that the kingdom of heaven is 100% relational. Everything Jesus talks about, everything that, that's set up in the kingdom, the way that God set us up, he created us at the beginning of the world for relationship with him. Remember, he put us in a garden and he walked and talked with us. That, that, that Jesus came to reconcile us back into relationship. He came to give us, a, he came to give us, to give, give us eternal life, but it was to reconcile us back into relationship eternally with the Father. And it starts today, not when we die. Um, and remember that when he created us for relationship, that means it's a two-way relationship. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, the ways we see him communicate with human beings in the Bible is, should be an invitation to us of all the ways that God could be talking to us and communicating with us. For me, as you've heard, this was life-changing to me. Like, I told Joshua when he asked me to speak on this, this, I could not be more passionate about a subject. Because the more we get to know the the character of God and how he, that he wants to speak to us and that he still does speak to us in these ways, it has been the most exciting adventure, this childlike curiosity being led by this, by the, to, to want to hear the Father's voice so that I can know him more. Also remember that Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, 
that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that you would have life and life abundantly, and that life is all about knowing God more, not knowing more about God. Now, and that's very important. We need to know more about him, but we also want to know him more, Get, getting to know him like you're getting to know your friends and your coworkers and, and your spouse. How much more do we get to intimately know God? Learning what he is saying or thinking about you and others from heaven's perspective. Now, that's a big deal because I want to know if I, I, like, God, how do you see my coworker? What do you say about her? How do you see this person? How, what are you saying about this problem or this thing that we need to solve at work or this thing at home? What's your heart? What's your, what are you saying and what are you hearing? He wants to reveal that to us. And, and it's also helping one another. Like, it's, it, the, hearing God for other people, it's not just about you receiving, it's about you giving away and helping them here too, to encourage them and comfort them. Maybe you don't know God in this way yet. Maybe you haven't even begun a relationship with God. Well, I want to just invite you today that God is speaking to you. He, he created you for a relationship with him. And whether you've never talked to him before, or maybe you don't think you've heard from God ever, but you're not sure, but maybe you have, even though you've been, you've been a believer for a long time, I just want to encourage you to continue to just talk. That maybe you are hearing something, but you think it's the universe talking to you, but I just want to say, it's not the universe, but it's the God who created the universe who's speaking to you. And he knows you by name. It's really as simple as this. Try just laying down and when you go to bed at night and look up the ceiling, especially if no one's there, this is so low risk, and just say, if something's there and you can hear me and you're a God and you love me the way the Bible tells me you love me and you call me your child, then will you reveal yourself to me? I want to get to know you. And then open your eyes, put up your antennas, and be curious and start looking. He always is inviting us closer by his loving kindness. He's a very, very good father. So let's close in prayer. Lord, I think I, could just, I can just speak for all of us. We want to know you more. We do. God, we are here and we want to, we want to communicate with you. We want to hear you speaking to us, communicating with us. And God, we just ask that, that God, we, we just say we're willing and we're open. Open our eyes to see and our, open our ears to hear and open our minds and our hearts to perceive what you're already speaking over us. It even says that you, in scripture that you sing over us with songs of love. And God, we are so excited to know you more. And God, we just, we're just asking so simply, God, here we are. We love you, and we want to hear you communicate to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You have a homework assignment. Well, first I'll tell you what's going to happen next week. Next week is going to be part four of the series. It's going to be fun. We're going to share stories. And we're going to practice um, hearing how to communicate with God a little bit. So it will be, it'll be fun. Um, and it will be, it will be 
Uh, don't be intimidated by that. We're going to do fun things in ways that you'll feel very comfortable. Um, so we're excited about that, but I have a homework assignment for you. This week before, from this Sunday to next Sunday, we, as a, we all want to just practice how God, hearing from God, how God communicates with us. So I just want to encourage you to open your eyes, your ears, think about these, these different ways that we talked about in Scripture on how God communicates, and just be like curious kids looking, looking and listening, even maybe write down what you think you're hearing. And um, so we're very excited. Um, thank you so much for coming today. Um, I want to let you know if, if you want someone to pray for you, or hey, maybe you heard from the Lord, maybe you had a dream last night that you want to bring to somebody, if we would love to pray with you today. We'd love to pray over um, you and bless you. So please feel free to come up. Thank you so much for coming today. May God bless you.